This is the Heavy Boots Podcast with Jenny Camille, the place to feel all your feelings. Thanks for coming back for another episode. Today we're going to be talking about presence. Presence is something that is very layered. There are so many different pieces of it that I discovered as I wrote down all my notes. You know, there's being present on the planet, having a presence in certain conversations, and being more present in your life, but there's so much more to that too. Just presence is is a big word. So I want to dive into all that, be where we are in this moment, and let's get into it. Hello everyone, thanks for being here. Hope everyone's summer is going well and that you're happy, healthy, and lots of light in your life. I have been doing so much internal work. Um, I recently joined BetterHelp, which is a therapy platform, and um, it's pretty much changed my life. My therapist is so amazing, uh, gives me things to do and work on, like homework, and it's been, you know, helping me keep motivated, and instead of, like, just pouring out my stuff every week, you know, I get, you know, homework and things to work on and to, to actually, like, push forward, you know, so I've been really enjoying it, and then they have a ton of classes, that is all part of the membership and it is amazing classes. Like I've taken probably like 20 by now, to be honest. And I just signed up for eight more. So I just love them. They're, they're, they're so neat. So many varying topics like today. Um, it was like the hero's journey and how that is shown throughout movies. And so basically the whole class was, was therapeutic like it was talking about relationships and things but it was like Yoda and Star Star Wars and then Harry Potter and just um like Lord of the Rings and the Matrix and just you know made it really fun and like I don't know it was just a crazy morning to watch that and like and it was inspiring it was you know just kept me um very engaged and I really loved the teacher so um but yeah, so anyways, I um, that's what's been going on with me. I've been trying to be much more healthy um, in a lot of respects. Like, I've been balancing out a lot and then pushing myself uh, to go do some things. And I guess um, what I'll start with is I was feeling... Um, you know, internally, I was feeling stupid. (laughs) I just want to be honest, I was feeling so dumb that there were two things that I really, you know, wanted to do. And um, they're like everyday things that shouldn't be hard. And they are hard for me. And so I recently wrote a blog about it, you can find it um, at, I can't remember where the blog space is, let me look it up here. It is 
Oh my. Well, it's blogger.com, but you can actually find it through my website, simplegirlinspired.com. I have like a little link. I think it's mind musings and it'll take you. But basically the reason I brought it up is because, um, it was, you know, really hard (laughs) to go to the movies and then to go to the county fair. It was like exponentially harder than it's ever been, you know? And I was feeling, um, I don't know, I guess probably just resentful, um, if I'm honest about not getting like, you know, kudos, you know, and I was really upset. And then I, I've been doing so much work and really the thing is, is like, I have to give myself that, you know, because nobody else knows what's going on with me. And so I have to honor that that was big and that this, this, and this happened. So it wasn't as easy as it looks. And it's not like, I don't know, there's a lot of things that go through my mind because like, you know, I've missed things that are really important to me, like important to me. Like, like I missed some very monumental things because of my anxiety or just being too frightful to even try, you know, and, um, that's what I'm working towards. And so I just don't want people, I'm always worried about what people think. And so I was just worried that they were going to see that I went and did those two seemingly super fun things to, you know, a normal person. (laughs) And I hate that word normal, but, but you know what I mean? To just a, a basic, um, non-anxiety ridden person would just be like, that's a fun outing, no big deal. And I had a few things where I had to go to the bathroom and I always have to figure out my exits and sit on the aisle. Like there's so many things that go into it and it gets lost. And so I wrote a little blog about, um, what isn't seen. That's what it's called. And so, um, if you feel like reading it, it's, it's findable on the simple girl inspired webpage through mind musings. But the only reason I bring it up is because, um, you know, our topic today is presence. And so there's a lot of things that go with presence. And, um, you know, this whole journey with therapy and the classes and everything, and I'm I'm trying to walk every morning, um, start the day off good and, you know, do more activities and think about what I'm eating and all of that. I've realized that I've been on autopilot pretty much my whole life, you know, I don't check in with how I'm feeling. I don't check into my body. I don't think about what I'm eating, what I'm doing, you know, mindless scrolling on the Instagram, um, for hours. It's fun, but it's also like, well, what is it feeding you? You know? And so the presence of things within our lives is one thing. Being present in our lives, like being centered and being right where you are is another. And um, also like the presence of energies. There's just like so much that I was thinking of with this topic that I just I just have a lot to say. <laughs> so here we go. Um, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is like be where your feet are, you know, like Jason Mraz has a song, but it's an old expression. And that to me is the easiest way to bring yourself back to earth. Like, I mean, and it's not, nobody should feel bad that they're not present because it is so very hard to stay present. It is so very hard. We are taught to future seek, to plan for the future, to, 
you know, achieve and goal oriented and all of that. And that's awesome in a lot of aspects, but in, in the grand scheme of things, you know, we don't want to be always looking forward because then we're not enjoying now. And then, you know, if you have resentments or things you should forgive or you're held up in the past, then you're stuck there, you know, and then you're not present. So that to me, um, be where your feet are is a great way. Like when you're thinking, wait, am I here? You know, just put your feet down on the ground and look where you are, you know? So I've been trying to do that a lot more. And like I said, it is a chore. Oh my gosh, it's insane. And what I've been doing instead of like, um, you know, grabbing that as a, an aim and then shaming myself for not being able to do it. Cause that's easy to do too. Like you could be like, okay, so I'm going to be more present. And then as soon as you're like there and you can't, then you're like, you're such an idiot. Why can't you be present? Like it's easy to do that, to be like, oh, you're doing it again or whatever. So you don't want to do that. What I've been doing is just acknowledging when I'm present, like, good for you, way to go. And then when I'm not present to like actually follow where I'm at instead of like, like jerking myself back to the present, I like observe what is taking me away and then kind of like follow the breadcrumbs back, if that makes any sense. But it's basically what I do so that you're not like, cause I feel like when you jerk yourself around, um, you know, there's like criticism within that, which your mind can just go, eh, eh. So I just try and like slowly come back. And it's also like, it's supposed to be mindfulness and not like a war in your head. You're not supposed to be like creating more angst. You're supposed to be mindful and creating more calm. So it doesn't make sense to be like, hey, get, get your butt back over here, mister. <laughs> um, so anyway, so like when I'm doing the dishes or like, you know, on a walk or I don't know, just when I'm doing certain things, I'm just mindful of what I'm actually doing. So like, I'll be like, and sometimes it makes you sound crazy. Like I feel crazy sometimes, but I'll be like, so I'm washing this fork. I'm going in between the tines to make sure I catch all the food particles. I'm rinsing it off. I'm putting it on the, you know, and it sounds crazy, if, <laughs> but that's what I'm doing in my mind. And like, I could have some music on and still enjoy the music. But, you know, if you really pay attention to how many thoughts are going on in your mind, it is a mess up there. And so to like, try and take everyday uh, routines and like calm it down, you know, it's been really helpful because I, I feel like my life has slowed down at least internally in my mind. Um, well, I haven't done a ton of stuff, so I guess completely all around is pretty slow. But but definitely within myself, I am at a very manageable pace now. And I don't wanna I don't wanna lose this. I feel like it's a good place to be. It's it's slow, methodical, and I do, you know, each task with thought, intention, and, you know, to other people that are much more fast and, like, aren't doing this work, it might look crazy. It might look like, oh, just give it to me. I'll do it. You're going too slow. And the thing I'll say is, 
you're going too fast. <laughs> no. Um, I think everyone's doing the best they can at whatever speed or whatever. But I do think that um, we so often just want to take things away from other people because they're not doing it the way we're doing it. And yeah, that's a whole nother ball of wax. But but so, you know, I've been really into this this idea of like presence and ego and that book. I know I'm a broken record. I'm so sorry. But uh, A New Earth, Awakening Your Life's Purpose by Eckhart Tolle. That's how I call him. I hope that's how he pronounces it. Eckhart Tolle. Sounds so beautiful. Um, but I can't get over that book. I just can't get over it. It really awoken a lot in me. And there's so much to work on. And I was really mad at first because it was like, I'm working so hard already. Why do I have to do more? Um, but it's good stuff, you know. And the thing about it is, is that you can get overwhelmed if you get overwhelmed. And I'm not going to get overwhelmed because I'm not going to be this enlightened person overnight. And all you can do is little baby steps every day. So um, I love his little concepts in the book, too, because he talks about three things that are important, acceptance, enthusiasm, and enjoyment. Now, if you would have told me or asked me what three things I would think are important for life, those wouldn't be on my list. Like maybe acceptance, because, yeah, because I mean, that's helpful, but enthusiasm and enjoyment? Like, cool. I love that. And so, um, what he talks about is like when you have like a flat tire or there's mean people or there's laundry and dishes. Oh my gosh, the story of my life, laundry and dishes. There was a funny meme that one of my friends put up. It was so funny. Um, cousin actually, um, she put up this really cute, like old timey, um, what would you call that? Like a Greek painting, it looks like. And it's a guy pushing a boulder up the hill. And it says laundry, doing laundry, doing dishes. Because it's like such a pain, you know? Oh, so much. Like if I didn't have to do those two things or go to the grocery store, I'd be like so happy. Probably Oprah status, right? <laughs> Anyways, um... What was I saying? So that, you know, those types of things come into our lives that we have to have acceptance for, you know. And I also think like, you know, different opinions and views and there's a whole other realm. But his his biggest thing is talking about activities. And there are some things that you do because you have to. So like going to the DMV, it's not like there's no enthusiasm in it. There's no enjoyment in it, probably. I mean, you might be able to find some, but you're going to accept it. So basically, you have to have one of these three things in order to do these tasks. And I thought it was a really cool way to look at something because, like, you know, enthusiasm is like so, I don't know, that word is so intoxicating to me. It's like when you know someone has enthusiasm for what they do, there's just like magic within them. And I I don't think there's like a few things that I've done that I feel enthusiastic about, but I don't do them all the time. And so I need to incorporate them more and like my writing um, and I'm doing a lot more. So 
it was just really enlightening, um, those three terms. And then of course, of course, enjoyment, you know, uh, that that's pretty self-explanatory, but like, you know, it's more empowering than wanting. Cause if you just want for something, there's always like an end thing, you know, but enjoyment is like an experience is like, like you could want the thing still, but think about it as enjoyment. Like, what are you going to do with it? <laughs> you know, like it's so much more powerful than, uh, just wanting. It's like aliveness, enjoyment. And when I was thinking about like this podcast, I was thinking about acceptance and I was like, nope, <laughs> I love this. There's more enthusiasm than acceptance and there's so much enjoyment. So I actually have two out of the three because I, I feel like I do put a lot of time into the thinking up the topics and then recording and editing. And like, if you watch me doing this, my smile is big. And then, you know, I cry on here sometimes. There's like a lot of emotions and release and it's actually a very enthusiastic thing to give your whole self into it. So I guess I'm not giving myself enough credit, what I said before, because I'm enthusiastic with this. So, you know, I should do it more. But, um, but yeah, so that, I don't know, that kind of went off topic a bit of presence. But I mean, I think that's what he was trying to say is like, to show up in your life, you know, you have to come to terms with these three things, you know, like you have to go to the doctor. So, okay, I have to have acceptance within that, that it's not going to be enjoyment or enthusiasm, but I have to do it. So very interesting. I'm very, um, taken with his look on, on life. Like it's very, I don't know, life altering for me (laughs) to hear how he sees the world, you know? And, um, that's it. I will put that away for now, but I'm just saying if you haven't read the book or, you know, any books of his, I think I, I like the way he writes. It's very, digestible and yet inspired. So, um, yeah, I could just gush about him all day, but I won't. So, um, when it comes to presence, I always think of when you're in nature, if you stand in nature, there is so much presence and it's kind of overwhelming if you really tap into it. Like nature is beauty to me. And, um, there's like a million things to look at if you really want to look, you know what I mean? Like sometimes I go out there and I'm just not into it. Like I can completely understand the person that's just like, is this hike over? Like there are times when I'm just not connecting, you know? And, um, I find it sad a little because if you can go out and look, you know, and, and like I said, it won't happen every time, but just try, you know, once a week even just to tap into the presence of nature. And like, to me, that means like how the sun feels on your skin, which right now, I think I've already said this before. It's pretty hot. It's pretty searing for this Irish chick. Uh, my skin is not, not doing well with it, but it's worth feeling, you know, what that's like to know where we're at, you know, um, and to feel the breeze and to smell, you know, the smells of like flowers and, you know, dust occasionally. Um, but the, all of it is so amazing how it is just out there and it's just doing its thing to keep us all with air to breathe 
and beauty to look at. Um, it's just freaking amazing. So the presence of nature, that's the first thing, like go be with it and feel it because it's actually where we come from. You know, it's pretty, it gets pretty overwhelming to think about, but like just your presence of being here. And that's another one that I'll easily go into right now is we are so much just by being here. And I've just been thinking a lot about all the labels that we have and all the, I don't know, the purposes and the achievement seeking and the status and the money and the when you look at it all, like, it's all man-made. The presence of being is a miracle. And the rest of it is up to us. Like, none of that stuff we have to tie so tightly to ourselves. It's kind of insane what we've evolved into just accepting, you know? Like... Yeah, like what's handed down over and over again, and then we're just like, okay, yeah, that's the system that I'm part of, so I just have to do this, that, and the other. Sometimes it's worth um, questioning that system. And I wrote down like everything that is tied to my name, just to paint a picture, because I don't have a family. That's another topic that's been coming up is like, is your presence matter if you don't bear children? Yes, it does. Yes, it freaking does. Um, and those who have children is amazing. Like, I'm not taking anything away from anybody by not having children. You know, like, it's crazy to me. Like, I, yeah, anyways, that's a whole nother topic. But um, I don't know where I was going. But yes, yes, because my titles don't include mother or um, caregiver in that respect. But here are my titles, okay, or, or my labels as such. I am a daughter, a partner, a sister, a cat mom, a writer, a poet, a social media content maker, a friend, a sister-in-law, an ex-girlfriend, <laughs> an ex-friend, an ex-co-worker, an ex, I could be an ex many things, um, a cousin, a uh, a worker, a citizen, a um, believer in global warming, a person who believes in equal rights, a non-religious person, a caregiver for stray cats, a sister-in-law. Did I say that already? I think I did. So I think I think that's enough of them. I think that I that's pretty much all I wrote down. Um, but I think there's even more than that. Cause as I was saying that, I'm like, wait, what about this? Whatever. Um, you know, there's so many hats that we wear and the, the ones towards the end I chose, like, you know, I'm choosing that I'm non-religious. It doesn't mean that I hate religion. I'm just, for me in my life, I'm not very religious. Um, I believe in global warming and equal rights, you know? So those are things that I've chosen, but the other ones, like daughter, partner, sister, you know, uh, friend, sister-in-law, ex, cousin, um, you know, those are not chosen. Those are what 
I am in my society because I was born into this family with this particular person, you know, you can see, (laughs) you know, and like, you know, partner, I do choose to be a partner to someone. I don't have to be. Um, but there's just a lot of things that like, we just walk with instead of wondering like, well, you know, it's just funny because if you go back into ancient times, it's like a tribal thing, you know, like if you think about it, it'd be a tribe, you're born into it, they would get you to walking and then you'd be on your way or creating your own tribe or still within the tribe, but it's like everyone is just a big pot of people and like creating your own family um, is said a lot, you know, these days. And I think there's something to that because, you know, you have to have a healthy life and surround yourself with people that are good for your mental health. And I think we're seeing that more and more these days is like people are questioning like, wait, (laughs) just because you're this or that in my life doesn't mean I should just blindly subject myself to emotional abuse, you know, that kind of thing. And so it's really interesting um, when you think about what roles we just take on. Um, Do you even want to be that, you know? Yeah, I don't know. It just gets me thinking. Um, You know, just about the man-made stuff. Uh, The presence of man and how we have changed reality so much to where all that we're supposed to do is be born and die And yes, of course, we all want to do something grand in between, but the way that it's presented to us all these days and, you know, has been for, for a hundred years at least or so, it's very much about, um, grandiose lifestyle, you know, like, and, and it can take away from just being your presence is sheer brilliance it's like enough like I don't know how else to say it like we all think that we're not worthy of this or that and the other and it's like just by being here we're worthy because we wouldn't be brought here for any other reason and all that other stuff like is not the reason that anyone should love you or accept you because you got this or that or did this for them that's all bullshit. I'm sorry. All right. Off my soapbox. So I always think I'm sounding hippy dippy, like, ooh, metaphysical. I don't know. But, you know, all constructs are human made. All constructs are human made. Like, yeah. Anyways, I'm so, so done with that. Sorry about that. Um, but, you know, the presence thing too is like, being okay with sitting in the moment like and that's what's so sad to me too is like being present is scary for some people because that means you're sitting with the thoughts that you actually have and sometimes we don't want to be with those thoughts and so you're running towards the future because sitting with the present is so scary and and it's painful like that's the thing too like sometimes um it's easy to what am I trying to say? It's the hippy dippies. 
can be quick to judge those who aren't willing to sit with their thoughts. And I completely understand that it's hard. Like sometimes the stuff that's in there is scary and it's not pretty and it's, it's gotta be gone through, you know, but I also think like, like I said, I think in the last episode is like, I don't want to become like someone who does all of these things. That's trying to, trying to be better and then judge people based off of my trying to be better. And they're not like, I don't want to be the, the person in the front row of the pew that looks down on someone who comes in on Easter. You know, I love that example because if you are really a spiritual person, you accept everyone in whatever, whatever they're able to, (laughs) to give and be. And so that's what I'm striving to do is to become less judgmental. And I, I'm, you know, when I sit in the presence, present moment, and I realize how judgmental I have been, of people not being thoughtful, of not being considerate, of not being kind, I get really upset like with myself of like, oh, wow, that's what I've been doing is judging when I feel self-righteous, you know, and I hate that word too. It's not like a good thing, <laughs> but like to, you know, be vulnerable here and tell you that I have been self-righteous where I feel like, well, you know, if I can be kind and all of this, what, that's my relative over there, you know, why can't they do it, you know, and the thing about it is, is that everybody is in different places, in different avenues, they've been through different stuff, and so my goal in life is to get to a place where, yes, I've worked on myself to be a better person, but mostly to just be accepting of everyone else in their presence, you know, and their, whatever that is for them in that moment. Um, And it's hard because, you know, people that are mean um, to other people or that, you know, the things that I've encountered are the reason for my self-righteousness, you know, they're breadcrumbs that you can fall back. They're not excuses for my behavior and my judgment, but I'm just saying that you can definitely see why I might react that way or what have you. But then you have the other flip of the coin where you might see if you follow their breadcrumbs, even sometimes you have to go all the way back to childhood, you could see why they're acting that way. And that I think is enlightenment is to just accept everything as it is in the present moment. And that's the thing too, is there's a, um, little parable that Eckhart Tolle talks about in his book. It's someone comes and tells, it's like this, like guru, guru, I don't know, a monk, somebody in the community that's very well respected. Some people come and tell him, it's like a mom and a dad and they come and say, my daughter just came home and said, you, you impregnated her. She's going to have a baby. And he's like, is that so? And they just keep talking at him. But every time that he speaks, all he says, is that so? All he says is that, is that so? And so then they come back later and they're like, yes, this is your baby. I can't believe you did this. Um, you have to take care of her. You have the money. Here's the baby. And the guy just says, is that so? Is that so? 
and he takes the baby. He cares for the baby for a couple of years. And then they come back and said, my daughter just um, confessed. She said, you weren't the father at all. And she said, she's so sorry. And we want the baby back. And he says, is that so? And he gives the baby back. And it's, it could be like cringy in your head. You're like, oh my gosh, don't you want to yell at them? Don't you want to say whatever? But the message of the story is that if you just take each moment that life hands you in that moment, instead of all the context, all the anything, you just take what is given to you in that moment and you don't make it good or bad. Is that so? And I thought it was really interesting because we we do that. We put stuff in boxes so much, like good, bad, uh, frustrating. And that's the thing, these interactions with people, you know. But it's it's also like a really hard thing. Um, And that was a really simple sentence. Um, What I mean is it's very difficult to, you know... Finally understanding certain things like gaslighting or um, I just found out a whole thing about narcissism. Narcissism is only, it can only be used within the scope of a narcissistic person and a narcissistic person is a diagnosable thing. So we're throwing that around way too willy-nilly in our society and I take a lot of what I've said (laughs) back because... Um, when you really find out the traits of narcissistic person and like how they could be, you know, clinically narcissistic, which is really the only way that should be used is when they're clinical, which I didn't realize. Um, it's, you can't have narcissistic traits because narcissistic traits belong to a narcissist, which is a clinical proven psychiatric thing. And so like, I'll be like, oh, that's just so narcissistic of her. (laughs) It's like, no, if she was a narcissist, then yes, that would be. But if it's just a person who's being selfish, then call it selfish. It was just something that, that I just learned. And I was like, holy crap. Like, it's like a big deal to be a narcissist. It's actually like a very sad thing. And it's a very, um, it's very sad because it's like a coping mechanism from childhood and it's not, I don't wish it on anybody. And yeah, so like the internet has kind of ruined the word narcissist and made it into something very vague and small. Um, not small, but like it's a big deal. (laughs) And so you have to be careful how you throw that word around is basically what I was going to say. But So when you start realizing that you've had narcissist, I I have had a narcissist in my life for sure. Um, I know that now. And then the gaslighting, when you realize all these behaviors that have been um, harmful to your mental health and you start to uncover all that and then you get to a place where you want to be a better person and be enlightened. And sometimes it's like, to me, it's really happening at both, both times right now. (laughs) Like both sides of the coin are happening at the same time. Um, I'm learning about myself and then I'm also learning, you know, about personality disorders and like what I've come across. So 
when all of that is coinciding, what is hard is to then like be good to yourself as well as accept others. You know what I mean? Like, so there's this piece where it's like, yes, you're a gaslighter. Yes, you're toxic. Yes, I can't have you in my life. But then you also have to flip it and go, I accept you as you are within what you are and also have compassion for the reasons that you might be a gaslighter, this or that. Because without that acceptance piece and without that like little glow of like, you know, compassion, then you're, you're stuck. And this is what I'm finding out. And it's pretty amazing. And the thing is too, is like, it takes time. So like, don't feel bad. (laughs) Like, but there's just so many, so much bothness, like Glennon Doyle. I love her so much, by the way, such a cute person. Oh my gosh. Um, and Abby Wambach, her wife, they're the, <laughs> I could just watch them as a reality show, which I would never want them on a reality show because they're better than that. But I just, <laughs> I could watch them all day. But anyways, she always says, Glennon Doyle always says there's bothness, you know, like we always think that it's one, one or the other. And that's what we do as humans. We put people in boxes and it's all from the stone ages. It's like, We had to put people in categories to like protect ourselves and like survive. And so our brains are all functioned to put people in boxes or to put our feelings in one lane, you know, and it's all over the place. We're all over the place and there's bothness so much of the time, you know, I could be angry at you for gaslighting me, but I, I have compassion for you because Somebody probably did that to you in your past and it just got passed down or, you know, whatever it is. But so, um, the compassion part, like, and I feel like a very kind hearted person (laughs) and like, I'm very, very, very considerate of people, um, like to a fault sometimes because I don't take up my own space. I think I've talked about that, but so I feel very kind and considerate. But then when I start doing this work, I feel like a, like a scumbag. I feel like, wow, yeah, I have those thoughts. Yeah, I'm judging. Yeah, that's horrible. And then my therapist tells me those are normal thoughts, <laughs> normal feelings. And you just have to be aware so that you can change them up or to think about them or to just reprogram the mind. Because sometimes it's on autopilot, too. It's not like... You know, everyone gets so stuck on the fact that the voice in our head is us. It's the self. It's if my voice, my opinion, my values, my morals, my judgment, eh, whatever's in your mind, sometimes it's wiring, man. Sometimes it's bad wiring from when you were a kid. Sometimes it's the voice of your, you know, third grade teacher who was horrible and looked like the Wicked Witch of the Wizard of Oz. Like, sometimes there's stuff in there. It's like a little computer and it's not always you, you know? So like, that's why they always are talking about observing the thoughts, observe, observe, because you as the observer is you. (laughs) And then you get to choose, oh, I don't like what you're saying to me. No, uh uh-uh. That is not how I feel about myself. Like this morning I had a real bad meltdown 
I wasn't feeling good. And I didn't get up and go walk. And I was so upset at myself. I had like a perfectionist breakdown, which I just found out that I have that too. So that's cool. I have perfectionist syndrome. And I'm also having an imposter syndrome. So like, that's too much to go into. But anyway, so I had a moment this morning where I just was so upset with myself because I have this streak that I'm going on and I didn't meet my streak of walking, you know? And so I had a little meltdown and um, the first thing I said is, I'm so fat and ugly. <laughs> I'm so fat and ugly. Like, And that is something that comes up a lot. And now I know how to, I know where it comes from and it's not me. So that's the thing is like, that's not me and that's not true. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yes, I'm heavier than I would like to be. Yes, I don't always feel pretty. Does that mean I'm ugly? No. Does that mean I'm fat? No. It means that I need to work on some things, but it doesn't mean anything about me, you know? And so, so often if Like, if I just let the thoughts in my head go, I wouldn't be here. And I know that's horribly scary and sad to think about that, but it's completely true. And so I completely just get so upset for those who don't get the chance to observe their thoughts as the observer and to understand that sometimes it's bad programming, you know? Sometimes it's not you. (laughs) Most times it's not you. And... Yeah, and so that's why it's so important to me to talk about presence because when you're present within the moment too, you're not so much in your head. You're not you're not just in your head of thoughts that aren't yours. And some thoughts are yours. Like I don't want to be too hippy dip again, but a lot of the dialogue that's harmful to you in your head is not you. So, just know that. (laughs) That's all. Just uh, don't be hard on yourself and, you know, just be real about what you're thinking. And like, um, and it takes a lot of work. And I don't know, some people don't want to do the work. And I totally get it because some days I want to just be like, can I just not know all this? (laughs) Like, can I not have learned this so then I don't have to do this and ugh, be a little just robotic and just wake up do this whatever like I used to be you know like 10 years ago or 15 years ago like can I just go back to that you know like a reboot where you can do you remember when we used to reboot our computers back to you could like reboot it to a certain date maybe you can still do that but I always thought that was so cool like if you lost a uh, what was the deal? Like, oh, I would lose like something for work, you know, like, oh man, I deleted that. And then I deleted it from the deleted or they, I think they used to delete the deleted like every night wherever I worked. And so I was like, oh no, I can't believe I deleted that. And so then the computer guy would come in and be like, oh, that's okay. I could save you. I just going to reboot to this date. Man, I wish we had that. I've been thinking a lot about like, if we could just reboot to a certain date and like, you know, not, not have COVID <laughs> and then somebody come back 
uh, go back to that time and come up with a COVID vaccine so that when it comes, like nobody has to die. And anyways, but also too, like I've been thinking about humans and how freaking complicated all of these parts are like from our toes to our forehead to our head like oh my gosh and then if you have nasal stuff going on in your ears and it's like what and like dental stuff it's like why did it have to be so complicated like and if you're gonna make it this complicated then why can't we just have like a hinge on the side where you open up the ear and you can clean it out or you open up the nose and like oh yeah here's what's going on like why does it have to be so invasive and everything anyways that's totally off topic but yeah um I don't know I don't know where I was going if I if I went off tangent and didn't get back somewhere I'm like a cable car without a track sorry about it um but you know presence means just so much to me too because like I always think of like people who say well he was a a presence in my life or she was a presence in my life and it's usually about someone who stepped in and made a difference, you know, it was like a supportive presence or an uplifting presence. And I think it's so, um, important to, to know what kind of presence we make, like to be self-aware enough to know, like, okay, when I'm around this group of people, I don't know. I think like, I don't make that much of a presence, you know what I mean? And like, and that's okay. Sometimes you're just places, you're just there and that's totally fine. But like to also be aware then of when other people are making a presence on you. Does that make sense? Like, like, you know, when negative energy is present or like when there's, you know, just a group of people gossiping and you're like, I should remove my presence, you know, because it's not doing anything good for me. Or like, like people have said, I'm in the presence of greatness. You know, I'm in the presence of greatness. Like to be around someone who you think is just great. Um, I don't know. I don't know. There's qualities that are present. And I think that it can only be seen in the present like you have to pay attention and be aware and that's why if you're sitting running towards you know the future or hooked back up to the past you're how present are you you know and like too like so you could be present and doing a task in your daily life but if you're not ever allowing the thoughts in if you're just keeping from one task to another task to another task so you don't have to think of the thoughts that are that bring up emotion or that hurt or like I've been doing a lot of classes on emotional eating because I haven't been great at that like if I'm stressed or I'm sad it's like what can I eat and so I have made strides in that I mean it's been three weeks but I haven't, this is a huge, okay, you guys, this is a huge, uh, reveal. Okay. I work from home and there's been some stuff lately where I didn't meet my goal and it was getting me really down. Cause like I worked really hard, um, and it was really bumming me out. Like I thought that I would be, you know, 
uh, you know, what are you saying? Um, helping for the success of something, you know what I mean? Contributing to the success of something. That's what I was looking for. And I can't say that I didn't because I worked really hard. It's just that the, you know, rewards or the, the, I'm fumbling my words here because I'm really nervous about what I'm about to say. But basically, I got down on myself because I didn't contribute to the success that I, that I wanted to. Like, um, and again, I say that and I'm mad at myself for saying that because I contributed so much. Like, I did so much work, but the results just didn't match the effort. And it's no fault of my own and it's nothing I could handle. But there were ebbs and flows and some days I would just get so down on myself and so sad that I would go in the fridge and I would drink in the daytime and make some really bad snack. And like it'd be one o'clock and I'd be like, okay, let's open a beer or, oh, I have this wine or we had, um, what do we have? Rum punch during 4th of July. It was like a watermelon rum punch thing. It was so good. <laughs> and I had rum left. So, oh, I'll just have a, a, you know, a drink with rum or whatever. And like, you know how f- freaking awful that feels afterwards? Like it does nothing for you. It makes you numb for a second. Feels like crap. And I didn't do it every day, but it doesn't matter. Like I did it. And, and then I would eat like crap too. And so I've been doing a lot of work with um, emotional eating and seriously, like all you have to do is pinpoint the feeling that you're feeling, deal with it and don't go to the cupboard. Don't go to the fridge. And it's really, um, challenging. It's not fun by any means because you have to face what you're feeling and facing what we're feeling, it's not fun for humans. We, we're not good at that. Um, it's, you know, it's it's something I thought I was doing, too, just being honest, is I, I think that I'm a big feeler, you know? And I'm always journaling and talking about my feelings and all of that. But guess what? Not to myself. Not admitting it really, truly to myself. And then also, like, there's a whole exercise where you go what's your feeling and you tell, you know, you listen to your feeling and then you say you should feel that way because all the effort you put in, yes. And you validate your feelings. Oh my gosh. How freaking amazing is it to validate your own feelings? Like we look so far out into the wilderness to try and get validation from others and we don't need any of it. We really don't need any of it. And I know that sounds so selfish and sad or whatever, but I'm not saying that we don't need community and we don't need stimulating conversation and other people to grow and learn from and, you know, create things with and collaborate. We need all of that. But when it comes to our feelings within that no one else can hear, the only person that needs to validate those feelings is ourself. 100%. And the only way you can validate those feelings is if you let them sit, if you let them come out and show themselves to you. 
instead of pouring a glass of a beverage, instead of going to the counter and getting a cupcake, you know? So that's been really huge. I'm just like, I'm just going to keep going with it because I love these classes and I do feel obsessive at times because I'm like, okay, I want to take this class, this class or whatever. And it's like, you know what, what, what greater thing could I be obsessed with? You know, <laughs> like to me, you know, and then I started to wonder, am I just filling up my time so I don't have to feel those feelings? And it's like, nope, because these classes have been breaking me open in so many ways. So that's not it. So it's good. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling present. I'm having presence, um, you know, and then I'm also like very aware of, you know, energy. That's just me. Like I've always been aware of what energy is present. Like, honestly, like, and I've been feeling a lot of angst from certain people and like, um, I used to gravitate towards it and try and fix it. And I'm just not doing that anymore. I don't have the energy or the time to do that anymore. Um, and, and that's the other class I took was codependency. And I thought I was taking that class because of some other people in my life. <laughs> and guess what? Uh, when you point outward, you point inward. I am struggling with some codependency. So there's a lot of things that like you could find yourself in. So like, it's really funny to sign up for classes that you're like, I'm going to learn how to deal with this person who has this. And then you go to the class, they're all online, but like you're in the class and you're like, huh, that's me. Oh, oh, that's me too. Oh, wait. Oh, so this class is for me. (laughs) It is so crazy how many times that has happened. And it is so fine with me, like, you know, and then I talked to my therapist because I was like, do you think that I'm just like over, uh, what do you call it? Do you think that I'm just over diagnosing myself with all these things? And she's like, no, um, she's like, don't, don't tie those things to your name per se, but like, you know, besides narcissism, there's all the things people could have little bits of it. You know what I mean? Like, so like, I might not be a full on codependent person, but like tendencies, you know? And so, and, and she also was like, don't say narcissistic tendency, tendency, ten tendencies, <laughs> tendencies, because narcissistic person is a narcissistic person. There's not tendencies. There's not characteristics except for that person who is clinically narcissist. So I don't know. I just keep freaking out about that because I use that wrong so much, so much. All right, let me go back to my notes and make sure that I haven't missed anything. Um, yeah, the, the other thing that really struck a chord with me was something that came up and it's really, I guess it has to do with presence, but, um, I was with, you know, talking with my therapist and I was, it was before I had started walking outside and I said, you know, I want to walk outside and I just, 
I can't, you know, I did it one day and it was like, I was on cloud nine afterwards and I said I was going to do it every day after that. And then I never did. And I said, I, cause I went at six 30 in the morning too. And so it's hard to wake up that early. Um, so my therapist, she asked me to describe what holds me back from doing things. And the two words I said were safety and comfort. So she had me describe safety. And that was calm, nature, small, cozy, writing, little anxiety or depression. Like, you know, having very little of either. And happy in my skin. And then she asked me to describe comfortable. And I said cozy, peaceful, relaxing, good energy, mobile, Nothing taking away from the experience, being present, peace in my body, mind, and soul. And then she revealed to me that everything I need in order to feel safe and comfortable is available to me within all those words. Because I said nature. And I said calm. I said uh, cozy, peaceful mobile, nothing taking away from the experience. Like all of that is what I have at my disposal. Like I live in a cozy place. I have a huge outside area that I could take advantage of. And so everything I need in order to feel safe and comfortable is available to me. And then she said, what I am doing instead of going outside is also comfortable and safe. And I just like, I just cried so hard. And she was like, you're finding all of those things within your home, staying in, buckling down, but you're doing it in the unhealthy way. And she's like, that's how smart your brain is, is it's giving you all the things you just said, but in, in a way cutting you off from the healthy version of it which is outside so like calm nature cozy peaceful relaxing good energy you know all of that I could find in my home but then I'm not what am I doing and it just kind of like slapped me in the face of like how well my mind has adjusted to create a prison in there and how much compassion I need to have for myself because we're at the mercy of that sometimes you know and it's not an excuse (laughs) I always have to say that because there's people that just want you to have to feel bad for something and it's like you know what I didn't ask for this prison I did not And I'm doing everything in my gosh darn power to figure out how to get out, you know? And sometimes even those voices that I'm thinking of that would be harsh to me are are inside my head. Who knows if the actual people would say those horrible things to me? I don't know. They have in the past and that's why they're in my head. But I need to get them out. I'm working to rewire and... You know, it's just a lot, a lot of work. And there are some schools of thought that are like, just live, 
just forget about all that stuff and just live your life or whatever. And it's like, I can't turn this off. (laughs) I don't know how else to say it. Like literally, I hate that word. Um, well, I love it from Parks and Rec, but you know, I can't turn this off. If I could turn this off, why would I be doing this? You know, it's just like the authentic way for me to be is this. And, you know, it doesn't affect anyone except for those that their negative energy affects me. So anyways, I just thought that was really interesting because I didn't realize how your mind can take things that are your ideals, my calm nature, small, cozy, riding, happy in my skin, cozy, peaceful, relaxing, good energy, mobile. So all those things that I was so tightly, you know, valuing, it was giving it to me just in an unhealthy way. It was like, yeah, you have all that. You're inside. You're good. (laughs) So you have to push through and find the healthy version. And it's still all of those things that are listed. It's just the healthier way. And that just tripped me the hell out. Like, it was a big aha moment of like, wow, my brain is so freaking smart. Like, and so manipulative. And so not laid out the way that I would lay it out, you know? So that's why it's like, anybody who says that mental health is a joke, or that they don't believe in depression, or they don't believe in anxiety, it's just you choosing... I, I'm so sorry, but that's just not, why the heck would I choose this? You know, frustrating. Um, yeah, so that was another, another big aha that I wanted to share. Um, and just, you know, presence to me is such a big word. It's like, does your presence matter? And I have to tell you, yes. No matter who you are, your presence matters. It so matters. Like, it's just the world would be a different color without you. It is such an array of beauty because you're here. Like, I truly believe that. I think that even if you just exist, if you just decided I'm done working, I'm going to live off the land, you've already done something else. You're already doing that. But even if you didn't live off the land, say you, you had family and they had a nice house and they're like, just, just live. We don't need you to do anything else but live. That is okay. I think we're all here for something. And, um, yeah, I think there would be something within that, that does something for someone else or for a different, you know, for a species like a cat or a dog Or, you know, if you go out and you feed the birds, there's like so many little tiny things that we do within our day that we don't ever give ourselves like credit for. And not that we need credit, but just like to understand that that is helping the greater good, you know. Um, But I just think that we've gotten so, there's like a crow out there, I don't know if you could hear it, but we've gotten so... um, tied up in all the things that we need to strive to be instead of just accepting who we are and loving, you know, loving ourselves. Oh, it's so weird how hard that is for me to say. 
I wrote a poem this morning about it and like I was just so upset, you know, that I didn't keep my promise to myself to get up and walk because I was going to do it for 32 days and I didn't, um, not today and that's okay. But so I wrote a poem and I thought I'd read it because it was pretty, um, I don't know, insightful about how harsh I could be to myself. Made a promise to myself Pretend it's for someone else, then maybe I'll keep it. So good at not showing up, so bad at giving love to the one girl who needs it. Made a solemn vow, all I can do now is ask why it's so solemn. So good at missing the point, so bad at making a choice, cozy in that maybe column. Made a silent oath, can't really say that I chose. They showed up and chose me. I feel out of commission. Still can't give myself permission to forfeit all these duties. Made a deal with the universe. I'll stay here, but don't let it get any worse. It's signed in pencil. It's hard to trust forward steps. I haven't gotten there yet. Hoping I will. So basically... You know, most of the the beginning is about, you know, just not showing up for myself. And then in not showing up for myself, I was still laying in bed at 8.30 and there's cats to feed. And I really didn't want to feed them. I didn't want to do anything this morning. I didn't feel good. And I was feeling bad because, like, some days I don't want to do it. I didn't choose to take care of them. They chose me. And I'm so freaking grateful that they did. I'm not. But I'm just being honest about a bad day. <laughs> so just, again, don't put me in box. Don't put me in a box. Um, it's a one bad day. I'm not, a, you know, I don't hate them. <laughs> I love them so very much. But I just didn't want to do it. And so that was that part. And then at the end, it's a little sad because... You know, I have had talks with the universe about being here and my presence doesn't matter. Like, why am I here? What the hell's my purpose? Like, should I stay here? I don't want to be here anymore. Like, all of that. And I asked, you know, I made a deal with the universe that it wouldn't get harder. You know, if I stay here, if I stop thinking about not being here, if I stop looking at the pills in the cupboard... And I hate admitting that, but, um, or the alcohol to drown it all out. If I just stop doing that, would you promise me it won't get any harder? And that's why I like that the universe wrote or signed it in pencil because it can't promise that, you know, so it needs to be able to erase it. But it assured me that it wouldn't, you know, in that moment. And that's why I stopped. But as I reflect back, of course it could only sign in pencil because um, life is but ups and downs, you know? And so that's where that came from. We all have hard days, you know? But the one thing that I am sure of is that my presence matters. Even the smallest thing that I do, like this podcast, is helpful to me. It's helpful to anyone who listens to it. And... 
it gets me, you know, doing other things as well. It gets me thinking of topics to share with the the triple AD. So like, I don't know if any of you guys have gone on there, um, but it's athletes against anxiety and depression on Instagram. And I, I make up a lot of the posts, um, that are just like helpful tips, helpful things about mental health or like, you know, just like what I'm feeling in that day. I, I try to put it into something that will help, you know, and a lot of that can come from this, <laughs> can come from this. And then I'm like, oh, I should talk about that and triple AD or whatever. So everything is connected. Everything is, is, uh, is beautiful. <laughs> you know, everything is, um, exactly as it's supposed to be and everything will be all right. I truly believe that, um, for the first time in a while and it's still hard and it's still ugly and it's still beautiful, but scary and that's the hardest thing is that people think that you just get to a place where it's just golden again and unfortunately there's shadows everywhere so it's okay though I think what we've been fed is a lie that you're once you get somewhere then everything will be okay and really if you just stay right where you're at in the present moment, that's all we need. Just be here right now. I think Ed Sheeran has a song. Stay something. I don't know. And it's be here right now. And nothing matters but this moment. Uh, I mean, for real. Like, we can't promise we'll have tomorrow. And everything back there in the past, everything is just bonkers. <laughs> like, to me, like, to go off on a little tangent real quick, is that, like, when we look at the past, every stage of life that we look back at it, so, like, you know, 10 years past it, you're looking at it through 10 years past its view. Like, so whatever knowledge you have in those 10 years, now you're looking at it like that. Okay. And then 10 years pass. Now you're looking at it through those spectacles. It has a lot more knowledge and it looks even different. So to me, there's no need to look back. You know, of course you learn your lessons or whatever, but to me, once you learn your lessons and stuff, come on now, you don't have to keep holding that up to look at. You don't have to keep you don't have to keep pulling that book out and like scouring through the pages or, you know, pulling through the wreckage and trying to find anything else. Like, honestly, like when it's just not the truth anymore in my, I know that's going to, people are going to be upset with me about that. But to me, what the actual truth of the events were, if they're not videotaped, <laughs> There's so many perspectives on what happened and how things happened and the the feelings and emotions and what was said and all of that. If you ask four people, they're going to have four different takes on it. So to me, why are we going to obsess over something that we can't even fully say is the definitive truth because we're our emotions are invested in that. You know what I mean? Like our perspectives now, all of the things really get projected onto that past. So to bring it up and to act like you know exactly what went down, it's just, it, it's just a sad game. 
it's like, and it does nothing but like stir. It just reminds me of like, you know, stirring up the, the river. Do you remember when you'd go to like the river or the lake and the water's all clear and neat and you could see the fish? But as soon as you went walking, how murky the water gets, like it's all and you're like, oh, God, I can't see the fish anymore. Is he going to go next to my leg? Ew. That's what the past is. Like when you when you go murking up the waters, just let stuff lie. Like honestly. Anyways, that was a huge tangent, but I just don't think um it's healthy to just keep pulling that book out. Um but that cuz that's what this whole thing was about. This podcast is about being present. So Enjoy each moment because that's all we're promised and it's so cliche and so dumb to say that, but (laughs) it's the true story. Like I've been here with you right now, you know, every now and then I would hear the crow and yes, maybe my attention waned, but (laughs) mostly I'm here, you know, and not mostly I'm, I'm here with you. Like you can get distracted. And that's okay. Like, that's the other thing is, like, don't get too up in your head about this either. It's like, just do your best to be here right now, but, like, don't obsess over it. Because if your brain goes over there, let your brain go over there. Like, you know? Wow. And, you know, you do you. (laughs) If you want to obsess about the past and you want to look towards the future and you can't handle the present moment, I understand like, I hope you know that. Like, I completely get the motivations to do all that. Like, I, I'm not judging it. I'm not, you know, and that's, I'm working on that too. But I mean, sincerely, like, I've done that. And I've been there, done that, completely understand. And not everyone is ready to, like, jump in on this. And I also think that maybe you do this on the next life. Like, maybe... That's why there's some in, like people that go towards enlightenment or whatever and some that don't. Like they're going to come back and do it again. You know? I don't know. And maybe this is just my first take at it and then I don't think I'm going to get it right. Gosh, not at this pace. <laughs> so I might be coming back to finish. I don't know, but I just think that you know, you want to do the work if you want to do the work. And other than that, Everything is the best we can. Yeah, you know, you just do you. Do whatever works for you. No apologies. As long as you're not hurting anybody. And, um, yeah, just stop being so hard on yourself. And with that, I will say, I wish you the greatest day. And there's a weekend ahead, and I hope you enjoy that. Stay cool. It's definitely becoming more warm out there. A little more summertime. But stay you, man. Just stay you. Your presence matters. And I love you. Stay you. This podcast is written and recorded by Jenny Camille. The song at the beginning and the end is called Moments by a Higher Purpose.
Are you still here? Yay! I'm so glad you're still here. So, I referenced it, I believe, at the beginning of the podcast, but there's a song that always keeps me present. And it's Mr. Jason Miraz, Mr. A to Z. This man is so positive, and I just recently heard him in an interview. He's had a really rough few years. Um, he lost a parent um, and is going through another breakup, all kinds of things. And he, his mother was diagnosed with cancer. She's just now um, cancer free or in remission. So that's awesome. But he's had a really hard few years. And the music he just put out is the most positive music music ever. Like, ever. Um, and this, this song's from his other album. But I just was just thinking about, like, how does someone going through such hard times have such positive music? And he was in an interview and somebody else asked him the same thing. And he said that he writes what he needs to hear. And I thought that was just so beautiful because that's not usually what we can tap into. Like, usually you tap into what what you're down about, you know? Like, there's so many sad, brooding songs, but he writes uplifting songs. And I just, I'm so grateful that he does. Um, and I was always hopeful that it was something like that and not just like, you know, trying to avoid or something. Um, but now he's very feeling and some of his songs have some, you know, such deep lyrics, but yeah. So this song, uh, be where your feet are is one of my favorites. And I just thought I'd try and sing it. It's a guy song. So singing guy songs is not always easy for me. So We'll see what happens. Feels like I'm surfing on a sound wave Zooming through the universe Feels like we're bouncing off a light wave I bounce so hard sometimes it hurts well, every time I think I'm stuck, the sun moves along and my shadow gets up. If you're lost, relax and be where your feet are. Every time I try to follow someone's way, my end result is not the same. But then I do, I do that thing, that thing that's just for me. And amazing things start happening. And again and again. Every time I think I'm stuck, the sun moves along and my shadow gets up. If you're lost, if you're lost, relax, relax, and be where your feet are, be where your feet are. Just a little taste. I love you. Thanks for waiting around. You guys are the special ones. Ta-ta!